This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. How is everyone doing? Hey, today we want to talk about how do we have better conversations. And what's interesting to me about that topic, I just finished Good Listen, Creating Memorable Experiences um, by Jewel Pardavilla, Pardavilla. And, you know, what's interesting to me is it's not always about doing all the talking, but maybe doing more of the listening. So how do we do that? And there was another book I recently read, actually. Uh, they kind of talked about the same thing. You have to let people tell their story. People like talking about themselves. And that's probably why it's so difficult for us to let people talk. Once again, before we get to Joe, I do want to mention quickly here, we are live on Amazon again. Everything you can see around me, including the backdrop, the chair, everything, you can buy on Amazon. Joe's book is available right there as well. If you're watching anywhere else or you're listening on the podcast channels, head on over to Spotify. There's a video there uh, where you can simply scan his book and give it a read. So let's get to Joe and find out. How do I get to stop talking so much and start listening more? And why is it so hard? Joe, welcome to the show. Christoph, how are you? Boom. Boom. Um, well, I should start, Christoph, by it sounds like you're having some audio issues. Your uh, your mic's a little crackly, so I just want to let you know if there's anything you do on your end while we do these little introductions. But thank you very much for having me on the pod. I will work on that. I don't know why that is, actually. Maybe it is because of the book. So on the side, we'll take that down in a second here. Let's see. Live testing. Is that any better, Joe? Not no, better sir. at all. No. Still it's, there. Oh, my goodness. It sounded great before we started. It's so strange. I don't get it. Yes. Um, all right. Well, tell us about the book. Tell us about how to have good conversations. Yeah. So, Christoph, this book was sort of came out of happenstance. I was never one of these folks that was like, hey, I want to write a book one day. You know, the book bucket list people. I was never that person. But after a long career in uh, terrestrial radio in New York City, I segued into working on podcasting full time and producing podcasts for entrepreneurs and CEOs. And I realized that a lot of the skills and sort of tips and tricks that I'd acquired during my 20 plus years working in Radio New York City, most people don't have those. And I didn't realize that until I started working with folks who didn't. Uh, and as I was working with individuals who are CEOs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, I was able to teach them things that I learned along the way. And then I realized, oh, this could be a book. Or as comedians like to say when they talk to each other, is this a thing? And so I went to my publishers and I said, is this a thing? And they said, yeah, this is a thing. And uh, that's how Good Listen happened. Very interesting. And why is my audio any better? No, that's better. Yes, sir. It's much better. I'm not sure what I did exactly, but uh, we'll see if it stays that way. Yeah. Um, so but why is it so difficult for us to have good conversations and why? I mean, it's it, it is true, right? Like we want to talk. So but at some point, somebody has to let the other person talk. Um, and that is how you create a good conversation. But how do we do that? How do we really start listening and, and get the story out of the other person? I think there's many ways to answer that, Christoph. But one I find the simplest is I feel like many of us have lost our curiosity. 
And a lot of that, I think, is hammered down to us when we're children. I mean, how many of us have been around parents or seen parents be like this to a kid? Hey, stop asking so many questions. You know what? Who cares? No, you don't need to know about that. And so I feel a lot of people grow up being afraid to ask questions, to be curious. And that has sort of led to this chain reaction of us being poor listeners and being bad at conversations because we just lack this sort of gene (laughs) that makes us curious and want to know more about people. And when people say, you know, what are some tricks to becoming a better listener? It starts with curiosity. If you're not curious about a subject or about a person, you're never going to listen. It's as if, you know, you put on something on your television or radio that you have no interest in. You're just going to kind of be there passively consuming it. But if you're curious about something and passionate about it, boom, all of a sudden you become a better listener. And how, you know, you talk about podcasting too. And what's interesting to me in podcasting is, you know, people tune in, I believe, to this show for the topics, right? We cover topics that people care about. Uh, but I'm also like, I mean, I'm the constant, right? I'm always here. I'm, I'm here every time. So I'm trying to like not just ask questions because if I were just to ask questions, why do I have to be here at all? I could just throw them up on the screen and you're just, hey, I'm Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to answer some questions. Um, so, but how do you find that fine line between, you know, sharing your own perspective and sometimes Mm. even if you don't ask a question just because you share your own perspective the other person might take it as a question right and build on that so how do you kind of mesh those two yeah it's it's a great question and it's something that i teach and consult a lot of the clients with is um you're right anything can ask a question i mean i'm sure there's going to be an ai chatbot that will soon be able to ask and ask questions to individuals and then just go on to the next one but We don't like podcasts like that. Any of us listening to this right now don't want a podcast where it's question, answer, question, answer. We could read a blog or pick up a magazine for something like that. But to create that kind of conversation that it's a two-way street. And that's why when I talk to folks about doing podcasts, I say, we use the word interview for shorthand. But technically, we don't want this to be an interview. We want this to be a conversation with an exchange of ideas. And I think a great way of doing that, and I talk about it in the book, is, is called boomer asking. Boomer asking is asking someone a question that you also have an answer for. That way, not only are you letting the spotlight shine on your guest, you're also giving yourself an opportunity to add to that question, to add uh, either context from your own perspective or maybe even a story that connects to that individual story that you're having this conversation with. So keeping in mind questions that will come back to you from time to time is a great sort of tool in your toolbox to have. Not every question you do have to add additional input to. It could just be like, cool, I'll just move on to the next thing. But it's always good to add a little bit of yourself to every conversation because you want this to be this exchange of ideas between two humans. You know, how important is it that the other person, whatever it is they're talking about, is actually interesting? And I'm I'm just thinking about, you know, some conversations I have, I'm thinking, oh, that is like, I've never thought about that. I've never even considered that. It's like, oh, it's so interesting. We can talk about this for the next, I can listen to this for the next eight hours. Um, But then some people, they're just like, it's like, that's just baloney. Like, plus I've heard that a hundred times, you know? So how do you kind of find those nuggets in conversation, something that's new and something that's different and something that actually excites you. And it's not just the same old take, 
on the yeah. same old topic. Well, I think that's where hosts get become the most. I think when they're able to transition or shift the conversation to something that's more interesting. And I think that goes with any kind of conversation, whether it's a podcast or in real life. Sometimes you just need to segue to a different topic and then sort of circle back to, to the original topic because people are more than one thing. As much as, you know, I'm out here talking about this book, Good Listen, but there's more to me than just this book or me being a broadcaster, podcaster. So there's many layers to people. And as a host or someone who's having a conversation with someone, it's really just finding those layers. You know, one thing is this a personal mission that you're having a conversation with someone with, but like what drove that person to that? What made them do that? I think there's so many layers to all of us that it's not just this one topic that you're going to latch on. I mean, it could be sort of the the spark that lights the fire, but then sometimes you need other things to other kindling to keep the fire burning. I mean, it's very true. And, you know, you kind of have to kind of dig in and, and, and figure out what people are about. And everybody um, certainly has their own little stories. And I think that's kind of why you ask, why you ask questions and you try to figure out what they're about. And, you know, uh, on a podcast, what's interesting. So I just came back from a conference two days, um, you know, walking up and down the, 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 the floor and, you know, standing at the booth and meeting with people. And, um, but that's just one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like when we're on here, you know, like, yes, I want to have a conversation with you and I'd love to hear that. I think everybody that gets worried about a podcast and they think, oh, it's a podcast, a live stream, just think of it as a conversation. But I also have to figure out how to keep the conversation close to what the listeners care about, right? So that's a little bit different when it comes to a podcast conversation versus a real life conversation one-on-one. -on -one. But to that, Christoph, and your audio is kind of garbly again, to, to that point, I, I, I always say this to folks, when you are the interviewer, you are the avatar for the audience. So you have to believe that you are asking the questions. And this is where confidence and being comfortable in your own skin comes, comes into play. But you have to act as the avatar for the audience. And I actually don't like using the word audience. I prefer using community or one-on-one -on -one because I always want podcasts to feel like conversations that people are eavesdropping into. So when you're able to do that, uh, you know, a great example of this is the, uh, the Smartless podcast with, you know, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. If you listen to that, it actually sounds like three Hollywood stars having an, a conversation with another iconic person, but it doesn't sound like an interview. It sounds like you're eavesdropping in a conversation that these people could be having, whether there's microphones or whether they're in a restaurant or in their someone's home. So if you can create that vibe where you feel like people listening are not just listening, but almost like shouldn't be listening. Like they're having these conversations and these connections where people are like, oh, wow, you know, that's really cool that these people are talking about this thing. And you as the host are the avatar. You're the person making, trying to ask the questions that someone listening may have. It's very, I mean, that's an obviously a very high reaching example though, right? I mean, those guys who, who doesn't want to listen to them. I mean, not sure everybody wants to listen to me just having a conversation. So how do you, how do you find that right balance on a podcast? I mean, I'm thinking about like the, uh, what is it called? The Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey podcast, yeah. New Heights, I think. Right. And they cover a lot of stuff, but they also just chit chat. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I don't have time with the chit chat. I just want the details. And mm. maybe that's a bad example because they talk about football and, you know, like it's just kind of they are yeah. chit chatting. But on some of these shows, how do you figure out 
where does the chit chat need to end and where do we need to get into lack of a better term let's call it more substance yeah i mean i think that's again comes with expertise and you're and you're right christoph you, that's a great example because that's basically two athletes talking and so they don't have a media background they probably started this podcast as sort of just something two brothers wanted to do and maybe they could get a few bucks out of but i i think that's a great example of just showing people who just don't know what they're doing i mean they may have a production team and people involved but they don't know they don't have that sort of I want to say like a gauge or meter that I think a lot of us have. And for me working in radio for 20 years, I, there is like something internal in you that says, Oh shoot, I got, I got to change the subject. Um, and I think it's one of those things where it just happens over time. Christoph, I think it's super important for anyone who wants to become better at communicating, who wants to maybe do a podcast, having trouble communicating at work. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And so the more you do it and you're getting better at it, you'll know those key points, those touch points that be like, okay, cool. I need to move on to the next thing. Um, nothing happens overnight. You don't become a master at communication or basically any kind of skill uh, in terms of a few weeks or listening to a book or, you know, possibly reading good listen. Um, but if you take lessons like that, whether it's you're listening to a podcast or reading a book and integrate them into your normal everyday life, that's how you become better. And that's when you, Christoph, you pick up on those cues where you're like, okay, cool. I think I'm talking too much about this one thing. I need to move on. Yeah, I think that's also good advice. Now, the other thing when it comes to uh, the radio, I mean, you talk about your radio mm -hmm. experience and I grew up in journalism and a lot of things I do today, even though I'm not in journalism at all anymore, they're still very related to journalism. Right. Uh, and I, I, had, I did a live stream one time um, where we announced an acquisition. And basically, the radio tactic we had to use is every five minutes, we had to say, hey, everyone, we're here today because we're announcing the acquisition of Hub UX into yeah. Vox Pop Me. And that, you know, that's like radio people do that all the time, right? Yeah. We're here with Joe and blah, blah, blah. We're talking about whatever. Um, I don't do it on the on this podcast too much because... If you're watching it live, you know, you're seeing your name, you're seeing your book, you can figure out who we're talking to. But if you're talking about some of these topics, that radio tactic actually is necessary because people go, what are they talking about? Um, what other kind of radio tactics should live streamers and podcasters use? Yeah, Chris, by the way, that's a great example of talking about when you do a name check in an interview, because in, in radio, you're taught that obviously there's no visual. People are not always listening at the beginning of a conversation. So having that name check in the middle of it to remind people who this is, is super important. And, and it's, it's so funny to say that because there's a, there's a radio personality because I moved to Charleston, South Carolina. So to keep up with New York sports, I'll listen to some of the personalities up there and they have podcasts and they transition from terrestrial radio to, uh, to podcasting and they'll do name checking in podcasting, which it goes to show you that whoever got them started in pods was has didn't really give them sort of like the 411 about it, but you don't have to do that. You're right. Especially when on a video stream, obviously you don't, but even on an audio podcast, all someone has to do is look down <laughs> and see the name on the podcast or they're intentionally selecting a podcast with that. So that's one, one of the thing that doesn't transfer well from radio to podcasting. But I will say the, one of the components that's super important and I kind of use it as, as sort of like a three legged stool that I learned from radio to podcasting. And I, I write about this in, in good lesson. It's, Preparation, concentration, moderation. Preparation, when you're preparing for a radio interview, preparing for a, a meeting in life, prepar preparing, doing research, finding out as much as that person is you can is great. Concentration, being 100% locked in at that moment, distraction-free, being 
all in with this person you're speaking with. And moderation. No, don't rush yourself. Take your time. Feel the room. Try to create magic moments in a conversation. Those are all elements that I learned in radio that work well with me today in podcasting and in life. Using those kind of three elements, if you think about it going forward, are great for anyone, whether you're a podcast host working in business or just want to be a better human being. Want to be a better human being. That's always good. So when you, this is a good example. If you watch on the live stream or the video version, it took me a minute to click the unmute button there. And I was actually not being distracted by anything other than that the mouse click didn't work. <laughs> but you know what? Being distraction free is so difficult, especially mm -hmm. when you're producing your own show. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. You're trying to remember, you know, what else do I need to cover? We only got like, I don't know, nine minutes, eight and a half minutes left. What else do we need to get into those eight and a half minutes? Right. How much time do I need to leave you at the end? So it is actually really hard to do a podcast interview or a live podcast and be completely locked in to only one thing because you got six things to do. Right. Uh, but I will but say on that, Christoph, that's one of the great things about podcasting. And what I tell entrepreneurs and people in business who do want to do a podcast, the old joke, Christoph, you've probably heard it. Uh, one podcast interview equals five first dates. There's no time in your life that you are going to have a 30 minute uninterrupted conversation with another individual. It just does not happen anymore. So that's one of the great things about podcasting. You can do that with anyone on a podcast and have this undivided attention to do it. And it really, you know, like you said, Christoph, you have distractions when you're doing a podcast. You've got to click the right buttons, make sure you're asking questions. But all that, like I talked about earlier, is like the more you do it, the better you get at it. The distractions become minimized, don't get in the way if there are a distraction. So I think it's important for people to think about when they're having these moments, whether it's a podcast or if it's a crucial conversation to borrow a, an old uh, business term or from the business book. It's like if you're having this, these big moments in your life, try to eliminate all the noise and just be 100% devoted to that moment. Be devoted and also make it easier on your guests. I do have an entire article on how to be a good guest and also how how can you be a good host. And I'll give you an example. I was invited on a show and uh, they wanted me to block off two hours for mm. the show. And I'm like, two hours? That's wow. crazy. I don't have a two-hour meeting for anything else in my life and I would never take one. So I don't think so. But let's talk about avoiding dialogue disasters. And, you know, I mean, what is a disaster? Is it just you saying something the other person didn't connect with? Or how does that look? Yeah. So in the book, I talk about the story of my little run-in with Taylor Swift. And one of the disasters that happened there was not creating an environment of comfort. So uh, Taylor Swift had come to our studio to be uh, interviewed for her latest album. But her publicity team had laid forth some rules. And one of the rules was that we can video record the podcast, or I should say the interview, for five minutes. Now, not just five minutes that we're able to publish. We can only record the first five minutes, and we would have to stop recording. And for someone like me who knows, the first five minutes of any interview suck. Like, it's small talk. It's just trying to get someone warmed up. It's awful. It's not even be worth sharing. So it, it annoyed me to no end, building up to the day of the interview. So Taylor Swift walks in, her publicist walks in. The publicist makes a beeline straight to the videographer who's standing to the left of me. 
she goes over to him and says, hey, listen, uh, I'm just going to stand next to you. Uh, at five minutes, I'm going to tap your shoulder, and you can just lower the camera, and and we'll, we don't have to worry about that anymore. And so because all this was bubbling under, and I was really annoyed, really pissed off by it, I decided to ask the publicist a question. And I said, oh, uh, speaking of that, if we're having this conversation with Taylor and at the five minute mark, we have a follow up question to that last question. Could we keep recording? And she goes, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then I go, oh, go, great. But one more thing. What if I have a follow up question to that follow up question? Would we still be able to keep recording? And the publicist starts to look confused and says, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. And because I am not one to leave well enough alone, I said, so what if we have a follow-up question to the second follow-up question that connected to the first follow-up question? Would we then be able to keep recording? So at this point, the publicist is just like flummoxed, has no idea what I'm even talking about. But on the other side of the room, I hear a voice said, well, somebody woke up feeling saucy this morning. It was Taylor Swift, who I had no idea was even listening to this conversation. I thought she was speaking to the other members of our show, her handlers are with her. And so from that point forward, once we started recording the interview, she was completely disconnected. She had walls around her. She wanted nothing to do with this moment. She just was giving generic answers. She was afraid that she would be caught up in a gotcha question or something like that. And it was all because I did not create this environment of comfort and people sharing ideas and fe feeling safe. And so I let my ego get in the way. So I think number one, avoiding dialogue disasters is just creating an environment where people feel safe to share ideas, feel comfortable being themselves and really letting people inside and avoiding putting up those walls. I mean, it's just an, in, it's in, an interesting example that Taylor Swift would, would, let that happen to her and i don't what's the point of having a rule like that anyways the first five minutes i'll never know Kristoff. the only thing i could imagine is that they were sort of trying to keep a, a, a sort of cap on how much content was out there with taylor that was unapproved um i never got an answer to be honest with Kristoff. It, it annoys me to this day but uh, i learned my lesson from it whereas you know something like that where basically we're going to use it for marketing purposes but had nothing to do with the actual conversation we were going to have. That's why I think being focused on what the mission at hand is, is the most important thing of any conversation or podcast is like, just do your work. Don't worry about trying to get like a really cool social media moment or something to go viral. Because once you do that, it takes you out of the conversation because all you're thinking about is, Ooh, what can I get out of this that I could share on social media? Ooh, what, what which, which of these moments will just take off on Twitter and I kind of thought of all that before even thinking about a conversation. And so at the end of the day, it's all about getting the best out of your guest, out of the person you're having this conversation with, and you've got to make sure they're comfortable. You got to make sure they're comfortable. What's interesting about that too, I'm thinking, I mean, Taylor Swift certainly is in a league of her own, but uh, you know, there's some people, they hear you say that and they might go, man, they really want to get as lot, a lot of stuff out of me, right? They really care. They're really interested. So, But how do you know how people would react? I mean, I can see people reacting like that. Yeah. Yeah, but Christoph, in that example, it's probably not a conversation I should have had with Taylor in the room because that's why people like that, whether they're a huge entertainer or CEO, they have people to play the bad guy. At the end of the day, when you see celebrities out there 
uh, saying no to something. It's not them saying no to something. It's their people because they don't want to ever want to be perceived the bad guy. So they rarely ever get into that situation because there's always this buffer. And unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough to realize that. I thought, oh, okay, Taylor Swift's on the other side of the room. She's not paying attention with what this goofball is having to say, but uh, she did. And, you know, it, it just is, it kind of just shows you who Taylor Swift is that she's completely uh, aware of her surroundings and know what's going on. And I think that's good for everybody. You know, what's interesting too is, I mean, certainly uh, as a content creator, I do kind of, I could see myself doing something similar, but I also can see myself going, Five minutes? Oh, you can get a lot of stuff done in five minutes. And, you know, one of the, 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 the best things that has ever happened to this show is that it's 26 minutes. And it's no longer, we're just talking until, until we're done, right? Because, Joe, you got some good stuff to share. We might never be done, right? We can talk for two hours. We can talk for an hour. But we got 26 minutes, and that's it. The end. Be focused. So right along with those lines in the last 30 seconds here, Joe, really appreciate you coming on the show. Really appreciate um, the book. And tell us, how do people work with you? Uh, you know, who should reach out? How do they connect? Yeah, so I'm very Googleable, uh, Christoph, if that's a word. So just Google Joe Partavilla. Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, feel free to shoot me a note. My book, Good Listen, is available everywhere. You can find all those links online. And it's pretty easy to find. There's audiobook, ebook, and paperback available. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Stories win.